Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 110. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a short podcast presentation addressing questions that you are wrestling with or maybe you have a friend who's wrestling with and we try to find a biblical answer. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at Another question that is very relevant to each and every one of us. And actually, I think this is a really good question to start out the new year with. You know, we've taken a couple of weeks off for the Christmas and New Year season. And so here we are in 2020, getting ready to launch into a new year. We want the Lord's guidance. And this question that we're going to deal with today, I think, is very relevant to this whole issue of doing what God wants us to do. And it has to do with knowing when he speaks to us. So here's the question. How can we recognize the voice of God? How can we recognize the voice of God? So we're going to talk about that today. So here's what we're going to do. In order to answer this question, we're going to have to kind of uh, focus on a couple of issues first before we talk about how we distinguish his voice. First of all, we're going to talk about the issue of confusion, because when we talk about God speaking to us or somebody being led by the Spirit, a lot of times there's confusion in people's minds as to what exactly are they talking about. So we're going to talk about confusion, and then we're going to talk about the reality that we actually have many voices that are competing around us that are trying to influence us. So we're going to look and see exactly what does the scriptures say about that. And then finally, we're going to answer the question by talking about the steps to listening, the steps that you and I need to take to listen to the voice of God in our life. So let's begin. So let's start, first of all, with this whole issue of confusion. Confusion. And the first point I want to make here is this. It's common to hear people say that the Lord told them something. If you've been in church, any church, not just this church if you attend the Kerwinsville Christian Church, but if you go to any church or if you're around Christians, sooner or later, you're going to hear someone say, well, the Lord told me this, or the Lord showed me this, or the Lord led me in this way. You'll hear people say that. Or you'll hear people say things like this, I felt led to do that. I felt led to do that. And so, it's very common to hear people in our Christian circles, in our church, Christians that we relate to on a daily basis, you will probably hear somebody saying that. So that really then leads to the whole issue of confusion. And here's my second point now. Yet most believers are unsure concerning 
what exactly does that mean? Most people who hear someone say, the Lord told me this, or I felt led by that, most people, the average guy who sits in a pew, who comes to church, who wants to follow Jesus, doesn't really know how to articulate or even know exactly what that person is talking about. Because they would look at their lives and say, well, nobody's audibly talking to me. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? I mean, most people, they hear that. It's a common part of Christian world. But they don't really know what that means. And so there's confusion about it. And what adds to that confusion is simply going to the TV. And you see somebody on there, particularly from a certain group, especially the prosperity preachers, and you hear them talk this kind of language. You're like, oh my goodness, what are they talking about They're saying this, I've never had that experience, do I really want that experience? And so there's this confusion. Well, I want to bring some light into the confusion. I want to help you to understand that, yes, God does speak to us. But I also need you to understand that there are other things speaking to you. There are other voices And you and I are surrounded by competing voices. So let me just make three points here. Okay, so here we go. First one, believers live in a world where they are influenced by competing voices. So you and I, as believers, and even even when you and I were not believers, when we were unsaved, all humanity, let's just go ahead and say it that way, All humanity lives in a world where they are constantly bombarded by voices that compete with each other trying to direct our lives. We need to recognize that. In fact, if we go to the Bible, he tells us this very point, Paul does in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. He's describing the believer before salvation, but notice what he says is influencing them. I would call these voices. Look at what he says here. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others." Did you catch what he's saying there? He's talking about a person who's before Christ, they were dead. They were dead in their sins. They were dead in their trespasses. And the reason why they were dead in their sins and trespasses is because they were influenced by three competing voices in their life. And I'm going to tell you, even as a believer, you are still being influenced by those three competing voices. Now, what are those voices, George? Well, that brings me to the second point I want to make here. The voices we hear include the world, I would also call it the culture, the world, Satan, and our flesh. Go back to what he says there in Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verse 2. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, that's the world, that's the culture, 
according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, that's Satan, among whom we also once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. All right, so notice what it's saying there. That third voice is ourselves, our flesh, what our desires are, what we want. So you and I live in a world where we have these three voices. In fact, we've talked about these voices in a prior podcast, episode 90, in which we looked at the question, how can I know when God is telling me something? In fact, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast. It's from the beginning part of 2019. So the reality is, is we've got these voices, they're around us, they're competing, they're trying to influence us, they're trying to guide us. So that brings us to our third point that I need to make here about these competing voices. In the midst of these competing voices, God is speaking to you as well. God is speaking to you as well. That's what's going on here. You've got these competing voices, the world, Satan, your flesh. But in the midst of that, there's God. And he's speaking to you. And he's trying to guide you. So, all right, well, that brings us right back to the question that we want to talk about. And that is, how can we recognize the voice of God? Because here you are, you want to hear God. You want to know what he's telling you. You realize, yes, the Lord's going to guide me. He's given me the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead me in my life. I've got these other voices out there, the world. I've got my flesh. I've got Satan. How can I know which one is God? And so here's what we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about. We're going to look at the steps to listening, the steps that we need to take to listen to God's voice. And I've got four that I want to make here. Here's the first one. Number one, get control of your thoughts. If you're going to try to distinguish God's voice from the other voices that are around you, You've got to, first of all, get control of your thoughts because you have many thoughts. And let me say this. I've said this before to many to many other people through the years. Not every thought you have comes from you. You need to understand that. Not every thought you have comes from you. You have all these other competing voices that are whispering to you. And if you're going to try to distinguish the voice of God in your life, you need to get control of your thoughts. In fact, that's what Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. He says to them, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So he's talking about you and I need to cast down all of these high ideas and everything that that is against God, but we need to bring every thought, every thought that we have, bring it into obedience to Christ. Now you say, how do you do that? Well, that brings me to the second point that we have when we're talking about the steps that we need to take to listening. Here's step two. Test every thought. Test 
every thought. You've got to test everything. You've got to make sure, is this from God or is it not? Is this from God or is it not? Listen to what Paul tells the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians. It's actually three verses, verse 19, verse 21. They're all connected together. Look at what he says, verse 19. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. All right, how's that all connected? Well, first of all, don't quench the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit's the one who gives you discernment. The Spirit's the one who gives you guidance. How do you quench Him? Because of the sin in your life. If you want to hear from the Lord in your life, deal with the sin in your life. So you don't quench the Spirit. You don't despise prophecies. You don't adopt this attitude that basically says that God doesn't speak today. God does speak to you today through His Word as you're led by the Spirit. Don't despise prophecies. Then he goes on and says, test all things. What is he talking about, test all things? He's talking about what he just said, prophecies. That's where somebody comes along and says, well, this is what the Lord told me. Well, no, wait, how do you know it was the Lord? You test it. You test all things. You test it according to his word. You look at his word and see if what they're saying is true or not. And then it tells you, hold fast to what is good. You do that which you know is right because you've distinguished whether or not it's the right thing or not. So you test every thought. That brings us to step three. Here's step three. If you're going to be able to test it, this is a key thing that you need to understand when you talk about testing what is supposedly a voice that you seem to think is the Lord. Here's what you need to understand. Understand that God never tells you something that he has forbidden. Understand that God never tells you something that he has forbidden. I have people all the time who will tell me, well, the Lord told me to leave my wife and go with this person. I can already tell you right now, that was not the Lord. That may have been any of those other competing voices, but that was not the Lord. Why? Because God strictly forbids doing that in his word. And he will never tell you to do something that he's told you not to do in his word. So you need to understand that. Don't come and say, well, God told me to do this. No, my friends, somebody told you to do it, but it wasn't God. How do I know it wasn't God? Because God never goes against his word. So that brings us to the next and final step in this whole issue of learning to distinguish God's voice. Because God is leading and guiding everyone. If you are a believer here, Jesus is leading and guiding you. He's leading and guiding me. And he himself said, John chapter 10, that my sheep know my voice. If you are a follower of Jesus, you know when he's speaking to you. So how do I know when he's speaking to me, and how can I make sure that he keeps speaking to me? And that's what this final step is. Obedience is the key to hearing more. If you want to hear from him, you need to respond to that which you know that he is saying. So when you're reading his word, and he speaks to you through his word, and it very clearly you're getting the sense and the impression as you're reading it that this is something that you need to do. My friends, if you want the Lord to keep speaking to you, you need to do what he's telling you to do in that passage. 
You need to be obedient. So the Lord does speak to you and I. But you and I have to distinguish and learn to distinguish that voice from the competing voices around us. And so what you want to do is get control of your thoughts. Sometimes that even means quiet your thoughts. What do you mean? Don't try to figure on God speaking to you if you got everything going in the background. Quiet your thoughts. Let him speak to you. Test every thought. The key thing for testing every thought is what does the word of God say about that thought. And then understand that God never tells you something that he has forbidden. Never. Don't even come to that conclusion. That conclusion is not from God. That conclusion, my friends, is from one of those other competing voices. And then finally, if you want to hear from him more, what do you got to do? You just got to obey him. Obedience is the key to hearing more. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that folks within our church might be wrestling with, and we're just trying to give one more avenue to answer those questions because you don't normally maybe hear the answer to these questions in a church service or in a Bible study or in Sunday school, so we just provided this opportunity for you to listen. So you got a question, how do we answer it? Well, there's several ways to get a hold of us. You can, if you attend our church here, just get me the question anytime or just drop it in the offering plate. They'll get it to me. If you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. Like the page. Follow the page so you can keep up with what's happening. But you can direct message us through Facebook or right on the wall. We'll get your question. You can also contact us through our church webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply fill out the form, submit your question, we'll get it here, and we'll answer it on the podcast. You say, George, how can I keep up with this podcast? Well, there are several ways that you can do that. You can get our church app. Simply go to your Apple iOS app store, or if you have an Android device, go to Google Play. Do a search on Kerwinsville Christian Church. You'll come to our church app. It's free. You get that. If you look under media, you'll have access to each weekly podcast from the Finding Clarity podcast, as well as other media resources. You can also subscribe through Google Play or through iTunes. Simply go to iTunes or Google Play, type in Finding Clarity podcast. You'll see our podcast there. Subscribe, and you'll be able to keep up with our podcast, as well as have access to our other podcasts that are available. Next week, we're going to wrestle with a question that we hear a lot about today. It's really actually been a question that's been around for a long time. And it has to do with people who have never heard the gospel. And it's about what happens to them. What's the deal with that? So here's the question we're going to look at next week. What about people who never hear the gospel? What about people who never hear the gospel? Until next week, take care.